What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button. It means a ton. It means a lot. I mean, it helps me grow the channel a lot. Um, also, like, comment, and subscribe on any podcast streaming platform that you hear this on, Apple Play, Google Play, wherever it is, any, any streaming podcast platform, like, comment, subscribe, and share, Spotify, everywhere. It's there. Um, but, folks, today, man, there were, you know, some – post that came from a trusted source that I like to listen to. I love Inside Texas. You know, uh, Inside Texas, uh, they had something that came up. It didn't say that it was a report. They weren't They weren't necessarily reporting it. They just said that they heard it. Basically, don't be surprised that Cedric Baxter comes out and is the number one running back uh, here at Texas for the first game. Now, we understand that Cedric Baxter, we're going to say that Jonathan Brooks are both going to get a ton of carries this year. Um, but what does that say about Cedric Baxter and just how good he is? Well, I think we all understand how good he is. He's a five-star talent. He was the number one, he was the number one um, you know, back in the country last year, coming out of high school, prior to coming here to Texas. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to talk about just how good Cedric Baxter is. I want to give a, just a brief history lesson to the coaching staff here uh, to basically say, hey, if you think he's the guy, then you got to start him. Right. If Cedric Baxter is indeed that guy, you have to start him. And I say that because I want to go down a brief history lesson here for the Texas fans who might be too young to even remember some of the things that went on in the previous years. All right. We had a guy by the name of Cedric Benson, who was a true freshman in 2001, folks. Cedric Benson was, uh, you know, for that time frame. I think he led the country in rushing and he led like like the history of Texas running back rushing for high school. He had the record, one of the most highly titled recruits in the nation, one of the best players in the nation, you know, coming out of, um, you know, high school. Uh, one of the most highly titled guys in Texas gets him. And everybody understands how talented that Cedric Benson was. He was a workhorse running back. I remember being in high school and having uh, friends of my family driving all over the state just to get eyes on said B rest in peace said B just to get eyes on him, just to see him play in high school so that they can say that I saw him play one day, literally that he was that big of a player coming out of high school. Now I bring up Cedric Benson for the simple fact that he was one of the most highly tied players to ever come out of the state of Texas when he had came out at that moment. And when he gets to Texas, Texas had a guy by the name of Ivan Williams. We had Victor Ike there, I think, as well. But Ivan Williams was the guy who came in and started for Texas in that 2001 season. And Ivan did pretty well that season. Uh, you know, Ivan, I think, had over 500 yards. He was averaging about five yards to carry, five touchdowns. Played very well uh, for, the, for the duty that he was given. But Cedric Benson was the number one running back in the country, one of the top players in the one of the top players in the country, and already had a body that was physically ready to uh, take on the pounding at the collegiate level. Cedric Benson didn't play until week seven. Mac Brown did not start him until week seven, and I think that might have cost us a game against Oklahoma. Now let's go back to the Oklahoma game, week six. Cedric Benson he didn't get one carry, not two carries, not three carries, not four. Cedric Benson got zero carries. And after that game, Mac Brown, I think, came to his senses and Cedric Benson played and started a lot more after that game from game seven on. And he goes on to rush for a thousand yards that year. And everybody understands that Cedric Benson is about to be that guy. We get four years of Cedric Benson and he was just an outstanding player here at the University of Texas. The fourth pick of the draft when he came out and, um, you know, went to the Bears and did great things. For the Bears, and I think he played also for Cincinnati and Green Bay as well. But Cedric Benson, rest in peace. It took Mac Brown six games to realize that he should be playing this guy and he should be starting him. 
to lose to Oklahoma 14 to three that year and not play your best running back on the team at all. Don't give him one carry. Asinine. Now, folks, let's fast forward this to 2015. Charlie Strong era. In, in the Charlie Strong era, we had a guy who was uh, 240 to 250 pounds, uh, running back that ran a 4 340, uh, came in with his twin brother, was a two star recruit. And uh, he didn't get a lot of run his first couple of years. Um, in his second year, he did have, he had about a, what, 94 carries for 670 yards. He had seven yards a carry. But Charlie Strong was very loyal. He was very loyal to a guy named Jonathan Gray. And Jonathan Gray, let's be honest, was a five star guy uh, that had injuries and didn't get a chance to, to live up to that potential because of the injuries. Uh, but he only averaged four yards a carry a year. He had 123 carries. You know, so that's almost 30 carries more. So it was at 29 more carries than Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman was clearly the best running back on that team, averaging seven yards a carry with five touchdowns. Now, I will say this. Charlie Strong had an outstanding running back room. He had an outstanding running back room, folks. He had Chris Warren, the third, Deontay Foreman, uh, you know, Jonathan Gray and, uh, and, you know, Kirk Johnson as well. Um, so he had an outstanding he had an, he had an outstanding room, but Deontay Foreman was the criminal crop of that room. And guess what? He didn't get a chance to really truly shine and truly start into that next season. And in that twenty six in that twenty sixteen season, Deontay Foreman played in eleven games, folks. He missed one game, and he still rushed for two thousand yards. He had eleven games, rushed for two thousand twenty eight yards, fifteen touchdowns and average six yards to carry. When he was literally the only thing that we had in that offense. Folks, he was it. He was everybody knew Deontay Foreman's getting the ball, and he still averaged six yards a carry. That's why Deontay Foreman is still earning paychecks right now in the NFL and playing at a high level. Um, so Charlie Strong, the error there was sometimes coaches can be a little too loyal. Almost like Mac Brown was a little too loyal to the guys that were there previously. Cedric Benson didn't want to play that freshman, um, even though the freshman was the best person in that team. Charlie Strong did not play Deontay Foreman. He played him. We didn't play him the way that he should have been played. A guy averaging seven yards a carry needs to get the ball more than what he did over that three-year span at Texas. It's a shame that we really got only one great season from Deontay Foreman because if Deontay Foreman would have played in that 2017 season, I mean, that 2015 season, guess what? Charlie Strong might still have another year or two. It, it might have actually propelled him uh, to some more wins, maybe a bowl win, because Deontay Foreman's that good on that team with Gerard Hurd running the ball, and Tyrone Stroops running the ball, and now you got Deontay Foreman running the ball. And, you, look, he was that good. It could have got us an extra win or two. Charlie goes to a bowl game, and who knows? He might have an extra year. All right. But who knows? It is what it is. But Deontay Foreman, we got robbed out of having him have another 1500 yard season or more. If he would have been the bell cow back in that 2015 season, we did see him in that 2016 season and saw how great he was. Doak Walker Award winner. Cedric Benson, previous Doak Walker Award winner um, that didn't get the chance to shine the way he should have in his freshman year. Now we're going to go to the 2020 in the 2020 season. Texas gets a guy from Arizona by the name of B. John Robinson. All right. B. John Robinson in the 2020 season was by far the best running back on this Texas roster. Wasn't close is what it is. Texas goes seven and three in that COVID year. Now, you know, look, they had a good season. 
But Bijan was the criminal crop of that running back room. He did lead carries, 86 carries, compared to the next person, Rojo, had 80 carries. And then Keontae Ingram got a lot of carries that year for, for him for 53 carries. So now this is a unique situation in the fact that Rojo was a guy that, that you had to get carries. I mean, you had to find a way to get Rojo carries. But it's also kind of hard when you got a guy like Bijan who had 8.2 yards a carry at that time. And one thing that I didn't like what the Tom Herman staff did with Bijan was anytime Tom anytime Bijan would get a good run, what did Tom Herman do? He would take him out of the game. Just took him out. You know, he never let Bijan get into a rhythm. Bijan's freshman year could have been a 1,200-yard season in a condensed 10-game season fairly easy. He could have easily gotten that if he had gotten the necessary carries because he was the best running back on our team, hands down. Bijan is one of the top five, possibly one of the top five running backs to ever grace foot on the 40 acres. And Bijan really only had – he had two seasons of great ball. Uh, he had the last season here with um, with Sark, and the previous season he did – well, you know, also, uh, but in that freshman year, Tom Herman, if you play Bijan more, you might have another win. You might not have lost your job, Tom Herman, um, but it didn't happen that way. And so Bijan comes in and, and, and now he is uh, he's the bell cow for Steve Sarkeesian for his first two years here at Texas and his last year here at Texas. What happens? He ends up winning the Doak Walker Award. Folks, those are three Doak Walker Award winners here at the University of Texas that did not get utilized initially like they should have. So why am I saying this about Cedric Baxter? I'm saying this because the history lesson that I just gave you guys, if you pinpoint and understand that your best running back might be a freshman, Give him the run, folks. Let him get them reps. Steve Sarkeesian has been, he's not been bashful about what he thinks about Cedric Baxter in the um in the pass protection you know, realm. He's mentioned his name as being one of those guys who's been very good in pass protection. He has the size, man. He what is he, 220 pounds already, 215, 220, 6162. I mean, he is a big guy. Um, you know, some have comped him to a Larry Johnson. Um, some have comped him to a um Ty Gurley, someone Compton to a Najee Harris. But he's one of those guys, he's a bigger frame guy who can take on the punishment of a of an edge rusher coming to get the quarterback. He can, he can chip somebody, he can get in their grill and get in their face. Now, what I'm saying about Cedric Baxter is if he is the best running back on this team, you have to unleash him and let him play. We cannot relive the 2001 Texas team that was destined to, they were good enough to win a championship that year, folks. We lose Oklahoma. Because we didn't get the ball until our best running back's hand. No carries and a 14-3 loss. Cedric Benson could have been one of the game changers for that game. Um, that team went 11-2 that year. Um, lost a heartbreaker in the Big 12 championship game, I think, against Colorado. I remember seeing that game in my friend's apartment when I was in school. Uh, but in saying all that, folks, you have to unleash your guys. Don't fall victim to the previous teams in Texas history where the coach has been too loyal. And the coach has been, um, I'm going to say, irresponsible and not starting your best talent. Because when your best talent doesn't start, guess what happens? You lose games. And when you lose games, you're not letting yourself down only. You're letting down all those men that follow you day in and day out. So if Cedric Baxter is the best running back on this team, you have to unleash that beast and let him start. Now, we all understand 
the running backs in this room in this rotation are going to get some some run. Jonathan Brooks is going to play a lot this year. Cedric Batch is going to play a lot. There is a spot for Keelan Robinson. He's going to have his moments too. He's a great running back. Jaden Blue is one of those guys that probably have to wait until that next year to fill that Keelan Robinson role unless trickier things happen. And then you got a Savion Red who's also in that room as well who transferred over from the wide receiver position to the running back position. But you got to put your best talent out there to make sure that you understand that you're going to live and die by that guy and understand that he's going to take it to the promised land. So I'm saying that folks look at the stats from, you know, from previous, I'm not lying about this. Cedric Benson didn't start until his seventh game of the season after the OU loss. And then he took off and ran for a thousand yards basically after that. What would he have done in that first year as a freshman? If he played significant snaps in those first six games, um, we saw what happened with Deontay Foreman being a guy 240 plus running the 4-3 and what he was able to do when he got significant snaps. 2,000 yards in 11 games. He missed the game and had 2,000 yards and one of Doak Walker missing a game. And we saw what Bijan did in this previous year. And Bijan could have been utilized more his freshman year as well, you know, under the previous uh, staff. So, guys, let me know in the comments what you think about this. Is Cedric Baxter number one? Is he Texas's RB1? Does it even really matter? I don't know. Does it matter? Uh, but if it does, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think, man. But on that note, folks, do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. Horns always up. Nino's Corner, I'm out. And guess what? Hook them.